Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Welcome to episode 64 of Reality of the Rose. I am your host, Natalie Sprink. Oh my God. I'm, I'm so wound up right now about this stupid show that I partially want to cancel this podcast, only this is like the perfect podcast content because it, I, don't, I don't even have words. It was insanely, insanely crazy produced. Wow. I just, I don't even know where to start. So, but first of all, I want to start with, um, I was going to do this podcast, um, recap with my friend, Julie, but, um, things just didn't work out. We couldn't line up our schedules. So instead we are going to recap the season like we did last season. So, um, and also, there will be a delay in next week's podcast because um, actually, Tim and I are going to be taking a trip to Germany um, and we leave next Tuesday. So we leave on the day of this part two and don't get back till the following Tuesday, which actually is the, the 27th, which is the premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. So I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do this yet with breaking down paradise. I may just have to do delayed, like way delayed podcasts. Probably what I'll do is just a recap basically of the finale part two with Julie and just sort of season breakdown all in one episode. And then... I will probably just have a delayed Bachelor in Paradise later that week breakdown, something to that effect. I don't know. I have to figure it out. But um, so don't look for a podcast next week. Um, Doubt that I'll have a chance to record one from Germany, (laughs) although that might be interesting. So um, I guess we'll see. Uh, But... I also would have to have a chance to watch it. So I'm wondering if I might be able to watch it on the plane trip over there. Not sure. But um, so just keep keep updated on my Instagram. I'll try to keep updated on there what I'm going to do. But definitely don't look for a podcast next Wednesday morning uh, uh, for the next the finale. Although if it if it ends anything like this one, there wouldn't be much to podcast anyway, except just a bunch of bitching from me because this was crazy. Me and Julie were actually texting back and forth during it and just going crazy. And check out my Instagram story. I, it'd probably be expired by the time you listen to this, but Twitter was going crazy with Team Avon tweets. Um, it was just ridiculous. I, I don't even, I don't even have words. Yes, I actually have very many words. So I take that back. Um, so let's get started. <laughs> How about it? I, I almost don't feel like going breaking it down part by part because really they in actuality could have had one finale night. They could have had one finale night because everything was rehashed over and over so many times that it 
just got mundane and I wanted to just bang. I was kind of like, I feel like I felt like Avon looked. I just wanted to bang my head against the wall. I mean, just bang it against the wall. I was, it was crazy. I, I recording this immediately following the show, I probably should have waited 24 hours because it just made, made me insane. And I can't even find words to describe it. So I, I felt so sorry for Avon. Um, but I guess I'm going to try to break this down and just go off on tangents as, as it progresses here. So, okay. Um, so we have the live audience. It's a live audience. Um, also, Jesse, I mean, beating a dead horse about trying to make us believe that this is the most dramatic and emotional finale ever. No, it was not. It was the most frustrating finale ever and um, cracked me up. Uh, here I am jumping to the end already, but cracked me up out after the two hours that he came back or like before the commercial says, oh, um, we actually have gotten special permission from ABC to extend this episode because it's so important what's happening with these two women. Um, what? what? I, I could have found 15 places that you could have cut off at least 15 minutes each. And then he says, and we'll join our, um, we'll join the next show already in progress. And, um, I was like, okay, <laughs> as if that we are actually supposed to believe that in the moment they're going, oh, this is live. Hey, ABC producers, um, can we extend this about 20 minutes? Because this is so important what these two girls are going to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesse, yeah, this is ABC. Yes, please go ahead because we agree this is very important. Over. Uh, what? Um, so Je- uh, Julie and I were betting whether the, the show would already be in progress or not. And um, turns out <laughs> the show, that the show following The Bachelorette was actually Family Feud. So, so we missed out on Family Feud and it was quite funny because Julie's comment when I said that, oh, look, we, they actually did, they actually, we did join it in progress and look, it, we are missing the first part of Family Feud. And she said, it's probably going to be more shocking than what we just saw, what we just saw. And it made me laugh so hard because it's so true. What? It really was. I should have just watched the rest of Family Feud instead of record this podcast because it probably would have been more shocking. Wow. Anyway, so um, that made me laugh. But yeah, okay, we start off like I don't even know. Okay, wow. Um, We start off, they drive it home right away that this is the most, this is like the most talked about finale we've ever seen. They bring great, I can't even speak, Gabby and Rachel out right away. Gabby tries to tell us, although you know I like Gabby quite a bit more than I care for Rachel, but she comes out and um, Jesse asks her about, you know, her experience and she says she didn't have any expectations going in. Okay, I highly doubt you had no expectations going in. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's not true. Um, Rachel, I gave some kind of a typical Rachel canned answer like she always does. Um, so they sit there and then we get to go jump right into how it ended. And if we remember, 
Um, I almost forgot this just now that we actually ended with the whole Zach thing. Everything was very anticlimactic um, this evening. Um, so we end with Zach taking Rachel outside and um, he said that the fantasy suite felt a little off. And he said, I thought I saw the bachelorette Rachel, the bachelorette Rachel, not the real Rachel. And she was uh, apparently completely offended by that. Although it's very hard to tell Rachel's reactions to anything. Um, and except if she's super happy or she's crying, like there's nothing in between with her. Um, so she just was nodding when he said that. And then Rachel says, I have been trying. So we have learned that Rachel's word, Gabby's word might be, yeah, Rachel's word is clarity. And I would actually like to know, I'm sure Bachelor Data has some information on this, but I would actually like to know how many times Rachel has said the word clarity on this show. It it, it has to be an unbelievably large amount. Um, so she said, I've just been trying to gain clarity. And I felt like I did find it in the fantasy suite. And Zach says, I really did love you, but I need to go. So I guess he stopped loving her. So he, so he was falling in love with her and then he, um, then he loved her, but now already he doesn't love her anymore. He really did love her. Um, you know, so he went straight from like, um, love level three, jumped to love level four, but then went all the way back to like love level zero, just like that. Amazing how that works. Um, so then Rachel says, I really wish we could have gotten there. Um, I made a note to myself, how do you like Rachel's new hair? I actually think as a side note, I like, I, it looks like her hair is gray almost. Like I know it's supposed to be like that silvery blonde color. Um, it almost looks gray, but actually grew on me throughout the show. I think that I like her hair better this color. I think it suits her more. I don't, I don't mean to say this in like a hateful way, but I thought she looked prettier with this gray hair. I may, I might be in the minority, but I, I, I do think I like this new hair better than I did her, her other hair. Um, so, okay. So enough on that. Um, so like they're showing Rachel, you know, in like the little box at the bottom of the TV during this whole thing with, with Zach. And, um, they like, again, she, oh, she is so entirely focused on being the bachelorette that she, I don't think she even knows how to be Rachel. I think that Zach got it wrong. I think it was backwards. I think that he saw the real Rachel in the fantasy suite without the cameras. And the only Rachel he knew was the bachelorette Rachel and probably no truer statement was said. Well, except everything that both Eric and Avon said on the whole entire show that that's up there. Uh, but him saying that he saw Bachelorette Rachel in the fantasy suite was actually, he didn't realize, but the real Rachel. So I would have loved to see what actually that Rachel was because all we have seen is Bachelorette Rachel because all she cares about is how many boys like her and getting an engagement by the end. We find out that Gabby is apparently the same way, which really frustrates me. I didn't think Gabby would be so much that way. However, it was also very clear to me at the end that Gabby is feeling very pressured. I mean, she basically said it in so many words, very pressured by the producers to get an engagement at the end. 
um, because of what she says at the end to a producer, like literally to a producer, which we'll get to. But I feel like addressing that now because, well, just a second. Oh my gosh, I have so much to say. So, um, but, so, where was I? Oh yeah, the Rachel part about being real Rachel. All she cares about is like her persona as the bachelorette and being what is in her mind. And I feel like, I feel like she has jumped into that character so much that we have no clue what the real Rachel is or who she is or what she's like or anything. And unfortunately, she has come off as um, a spoiled brat, you know, not who if she doesn't get her way and if a boy doesn't say what she thinks he should say, um, melts into a bundle of tears and doesn't have clarity <laughs> Um and it's just so inauthentic. So I had Tim here watching it with me um, for probably about three-fourths of it, which is shocking, I know. But we are in Missouri, visiting in Missouri for work and for family. But um, we're staying at this little apartment we have there, and we only have one TV. So I can't go to never another TV. So he was actually sitting here watching it with me for a while. And the observations he made, I decided that I need to probably have him podcast with me, with me for a one or two episodes every season because he hates the show. <laughs> he hates the show. He thinks it's ridiculous. I know because of my podcast, you probably think I hate the show too, but I have a love-hate. He just has a hate-hate. But he was patient enough to watch it with me, and he had very many good observations. And he said, so he watched all this stuff with Avon and Rachel and immediately diagnosed that she, and said it without him hearing me say it, he said, she's saying stuff that sounds like she's trying too hard to be the bachelorette. Like he, he literally said that. And then um, like meaning just her like little cliche phrases she uses. And so then he watched it far enough to be with Gabby. And like in one minute of just watching Gabby versus Rachel, he said that he could tell how much more genuine and just being herself that Gabby was in Rachel. Like he said, it's no contest. Like completely can tell how much, much more authentic she is. So definitely a perspective for Tim to even notice that is funny. Okay. So, uh, you know, actually Zach completely left, let Rachel off the hook. All right. So anyway, we get there. So she's making it look like she's really, really upset in the, I'm sorry, I got way off track, but in the little corner on the screen, they make Rachel look like she's super upset by the, you know, like this whole conversation with Zach when we know good and well, she it's two months later. And even at the time we all knew she wasn't going to pick him. So like after he leaves, she goes and walks into the woods or whatever it was in her heels to like think about what just happened. And I mean, I guess at first I thought she was like upset by him leaving. Um, and I, and I was, I made a note that, I mean, you weren't going to pick him. You he wasn't going to get the rose. So why, why are you upset? Well, turns out when she goes back in, she sort of throws him under the bus and is like, says to Tino and Avon, um, that, she wishes him the best. She wishes him the best, but to have someone question her character like that obviously really is disappointing. And then she progresses to give the roses to Tino and Avon. And again, here, it wasn't what 
she wanted to hear. And he kind of was forward and blunt with her. And she couldn't take that because it wasn't praise and bowing down to her. It was like constructive criticism, in my opinion, and she couldn't take it. So she called that questioning her character uh, when lots of us have been saying that all along. So, okay. And, you know, apologies to her if this is all in an edit by the producers to make her look this way, but it is. And every podcast I'm listening to says the same thing. So shame on you producers if you have now villainized your lead, just like you villainized Clayton as the lead last season. It's disgusting if that is true. And you have made all of America think that Rachel's a spoiled brat and she isn't. So I can't say to what she is in real life, but this is what I'm seeing on the TV screen. So that is why this is my opinion based on what I'm seeing on TV. Um, So we see Zach kind of conjure up some tears and um, whatever. I I called it right before it cut back to Jesse. I said to Tim, I said, Jesse's going to come back and it's going to be quiet for a second. And he's going to say, it looks like that was really hard to watch. Sure enough, he comes back. He says exactly that to Rachel and we cut to commercial. Oh my gosh, we are only on segment one and I'm 17 minutes in. All right. So we do cut back. Or, okay, so we get back and um, uh, Jesse's like, Gabby is still here, but she's just in back because we're going to bring Zach out to talk to Rachel. You know, like, it's like, like we would all be wondering where Gabby, did Gabby leave? Why isn't, where, where is Gabby? Oh my God, did she leave? Is this the cliffhanger we've been looking for? So glad you clarified that for us, Jesse. Um, so Zach and Rachel come out and this was the most wasted time of the entire show. They spent an entire segment on this part and I don't know why. I totally feel like like Zach spent his time in this segment vying for the bachelor position. And I pray they do not make him the bachelor because I actually think um, from a producing TV perspective that Rachel and Zach are a perfect match because Zach does the exact same thing as Rachel does. He says all the things that he feels like you're supposed to say as a person that's been on the show with the lead. And he says all these stupid cliches, these stupid vague statements that don't actually mean anything. And, and it, and I think he thought that that was going to win him the role of the bachelor. I'm will be very disappointed if he actually would get that position. Oh God, please help him not. I honestly think at this point, Avon would be, way far and above the better choice for, especially after seeing him tonight. Um, But all it was, was apologies back and forth. Rachel said she, Zach apologized for calling her out on her character. And I, I wish that they all would have just stopped apologizing so much to Rachel. Just stop. Like say it once. Don't keep saying it. And you didn't really need to say it. You didn't say anything wrong. And then then Rachel's like, I'm sorry too. It was really hard to watch. I don't want you to think I was putting on an act. Okay. Um, and that actually, when she said that, I don't think I was, I don't want you to think I was putting on an act is when he said, well, Tim says out loud, um, well, you are right now. And it's so true. He wasn't wrong. It, this was the act. Um, then she's like, I want you to have all the happiness in the world. I was just looking for clarity. Um, 
he, Zach was like, it was a tough, I don't, I don't even need to go with over what he all said back and forth because it was just fluff and it was just a segment filled with nothing that was going nowhere. So I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm just going to jump to segment three because that's it. So, um, get back from that segment and Jesse says that it's already been an emotional night and we're in for more. I, not really, um, so, okay, now we start with Rachel meeting up with her family. Um, guess what she tells them she's looking for? I'll give you three seconds to guess. One, two, and thousand, three. You got it. Clarity. She's looking for clarity. Um, Tim, <laughs> uh, Tim predicted, or, or not predicted, Tim um, pinpointed that he, he is pretty sure her mom is a smoker. <laughs> if, you, if you watch this show... You will know that that's spot on and you might even be laughing because, oh my goodness, pretty sure she is too. Um, so they're meeting Avon first. So yes, we all know that they're meeting Avon first. And um, and the mom, okay, so it felt like the joke, like they didn't intend for it to be a joke, but I've, you know, I've talked on here before about how like it's like they have to like they have to go through the love levels, you know. Like Game of Roses diagnosed this years ago, but it is like you know the the love levels and and this season particularly they got so stuck on the falling in love with they got so stuck on that love level and it being a step towards saying I love you like 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 it is an essential part of a relationship in any relationship, not just the bachelor world of saying the falling in love with part first. And it, it was almost comical to see how they would interject it into their conversations. So the mom says, um, has he, has he said anything to you? Has he said anything to you? (laughs) That's how she says it. And Rachel goes, he's only used this is how she said it exactly. He's only used falling in love with you. That's actually how she said it. He's only used. So it's like like she's literally defining the love levels. He's not used the words in love. He only has used falling in love with you. I just I had to laugh at how she worded that. I okay. So then like it was funny because you know, up until this point, it felt like more anyway that Avon was giving her friend vibes and she, or she was giving him friend vibes. But when they go up to the door, he like, like from, like from a couple feet away, like rubs her upper shoulder real awkwardly and was like, um, are you ready for this? Like, like total friend vibes. And Tim even commented about that too. Like, wow, that was friend vibes. (laughs) That was friend vibes. And okay. So they walk in, um, they did this cute thing where Avon gives dad a cigar and he joked about, oh, my wife will really be excited about when I smoke this. So then, and then I, I like they have this moment in the couch where Rachel like awkwardly touches his face, like to show affection, but yet it looks so forced. Um, all right. So then they have um, Avon talking to, I think the dad, I'm losing track, but he again says me and Rachel are falling in love with each other. So we use it again here. He looks so freaking nervous, but he says, this isn't a joke to me. And I want to make sure it's the right, it's right for both of us. And dad asks what his feelings are. And he says something to the effect of very vague again, like, 
oh, we share we share a lot of the same values. It's been a progression for us. We've built a we've built um on every moment and we're falling in love with each other. He uses it another time. And then the friends like really go hard on him about all of this phrasing too. It was like so the whole narrative of this visit with them was felt like it was about that term. So the friend said, um, the girl, whatever the girl's friend's name is, she said, have you, um, have you said falling in love or in love with you? <laughs> like, like she may as well put them in quotes with her fingers. Have you said falling in love or in love with you? And, um, he said, yes, I told her I'm falling in love with her. And then the friends um, say, do you think you are ready to be engaged? And this is where all hell broke loose for the rest of the show. And he said, I can see myself getting there, but I don't know if I can get there in the amount of time we have left. I don't know how much time is left, which I feel like that's a weird thing to say because I feel like he does know how much time is left. And um, he said he wants it to be a one-time shot with getting engaged. Fair. Avon, that's fair. That's normal. That's fair. And everyone watching The Bachelor agrees with you. They don't need an engagement. Only Rachel needs one, apparently. Um, So the friends asked if he's expressed that to her. um, And he said, like, because they said she is ready for an engagement. And then the friends are like ITMing about this being a deal breaker and that she doesn't want to just come home with a boyfriend. Like the guy friend said that. Like, she doesn't just want to come home with a boyfriend. Why not? Why not? Why is that not okay? Because she wants to be the best bachelorette ever. I have to be the best bachelorette ever. Um, All right. So the next segment, we have Jesse coming back and he says uh, something like, um, Avon may not be ready to get engaged. And, and, and like when they first came on the show, they said something, I don't even know what it was, but it was something that was sort of like a joke. And Rachel was laughing like, <laughs> and then Jason, then Jesse says that about Raven not being ready to engage. And it was like, oh shit, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not in bachelorette mode. Sorry for laughing there. I'm supposed to be really, really sad right now. So instantly her face like goes to that. Like, I'm really, oh God, I'm so distraught and sad right now. Like, I'm so sorry I laughed right then. I'm like, I'm so upset right now. So she got instantly to her like little sad face. Oh, poor Rachel, for a little sad face. So then, um, then they have Rachel like talking with her family and friends after Avon leaves. And Rachel says, I wouldn't even bring Avon here if I didn't think he could be my future husband. And she says that to her friends. Oh, that was just her friends. Her parents weren't there. And um, the friends are like, speaking of Avon, and I was like, well, wasn't that who we were speaking Isn't that the only thing we're speaking about? What? (laughs) Speaking of Avon, yeah. Um, So they tell her this. Like, they basically say that, um, you know, they don't think he's ready for an engagement yet. And the the friend almost was, like, defending Avon, I thought. Because she said, I feel like he's being logical. And he wants you in her he wants you in his life, but he's just not sure if he wants to get engaged. And instantly you can see Rachel's face like drop. And, um, she says that he wasn't like that with me at all. And she thought he was ready to be engaged. So you can instantly see that she is totally pissed that Avon is not following through with what he said in the fantasy suites, apparently. And, um, she says this whole journey has been really hard. And now this is just like one more thing. Like she said that to her friends. 
well, we thought you were so happy, Rachel. We thought everything, because you said just a couple episodes ago that everything was like great and everything was going so well. And then she ITMs that she doesn't understand why he lied to her. Come on. Why are you being so dramatic? He didn't lie to you. I, I just like I hate how she just jumps to like the nevers and always. They're, they're, it's impossible that there's an in-between area. It's just like, I can't believe he lied to me. And then, um, so they, the two of them walk out and that's when the whole thing like blows up and she calls Avon out on what they said to her. And he says he just wants to make sure. So like when I'm saying this, these things were repeated a thousand times in this episode. So the things he says is, he says, I just want to make for sure that it's right for both of us. And then she says, I'm so confused. That's not what you told me. And he said, but Rachel, like there's someone else involved too. I'm just wanting us to make sure, which is so true. Tino is still there. And she said, but this is just about me and you. Not really, Rachel. You might think it's just about this, you and him, but it, he, he can't help it. You were in this position. It makes me crazy. She basically did hear what she, I wish they would have brought Clayton up in this episode because she basically did exactly what she was accusing Clayton of doing so entirely wrong. Um, and she said, um, because I think ultimately Clayton was thinking about like, and again, I, you know that I think they did Clayton wrong anyway, but if he was guilty of anything, he was thinking like about his part of the journey, maybe not thinking so much about the other person, like it's their journey too. And that's completely what she's doing here. This is her journey and she wants it to end an engagement. Doesn't matter if she actually is most in love with Tino. She is totally going to make Avon feel bad for saying one thing, but heaven forbid he changes mind or have any time to think about it. And now trying to articulate and explain to her what he's trying to, what his feelings are and her not hearing him at all. She is 1000% stuck on what he said in the fantasy suites and that being what she wanted to hear and um, not caring that he has this other perspective that there's also Tino there who I'm sure he has seen that they have like a massive connection. All right. So, so she asks, why did you tell my friends that you weren't ready to be engaged? That's like so hard for me to hear. And she's totally crying. And we just start getting that Rachel again, where she's just like crying and like, because she's not getting what she wants. Like it's, it's just exactly like Clayton. So we cut to the next segment and we continue with it. And he is saying, I see this at the end too. Cause she's like, I thought you saw us at the end. And he said, I do. I see us at the end. My feelings have not changed at all. I just want us both to be sure. And she goes, like, I don't want people like just walking up to me and saying like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, not, that's not exactly how it happened, Rachel. He didn't just like walk up to you and like say, I don't know. He's literally not saying, I don't know at all. He never said, I don't know. He said, I am sure about how I feel about you. I just don't know that we should be engaged yet, which is 1000% logical. This is so logical. This is a normal, oh my gosh, this is just so normal. I know it's a show. I know this is what they signed up for, but do they sign? I want to know in the contract, does it say if you get an engagement, you get this? Like maybe there's something in the contract for Rachel to get if she gets engaged versus not. 
It almost feels like that way because who gives a shit? Like you've known him for eight weeks and you probably have had a total of 24 hours with him. Would you, would have, would you have gotten engaged this quick in the real world? I Okay, anyway. So he says, and this is so true, he's like, this is a big deal. He goes, I have no doubts about us. And she says, but, but, but what if that's what I want? I'm not going to force you to do something you don't want. And Tim makes this comment that she, he was like, oh my God, it's like she's picking a fight with him. Totally what it is. So then right away, that spurred me to think this is completely, it feels a little like, not completely, but it feels a little like this is her angle to like get get Avon out of the picture because she actually wants Tino and has all along. We all know it. We've all seen it. And this is her way to make it seem like Avon's being the bad guy and not her. And it's her way of like getting him out. She thinks if she plays the poor victim that Avon totally lied to her and went back on his word to her somehow, that it can make it look like Avon's the bad guy, which is really, if this is how her thought process is, that's really shitty because he absolutely did nothing wrong. He is thinking logically. So Avon said, I'm not, this was perfect too. This was perfect. So I typed it down and rewound it a couple times to make sure I got it right. I loved when Avon said this, he said, I'm not going to sit here and throw words around at your face because it makes you happy. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say that phrase again. I'm not going to sit here and throw words around at your face because it makes you happy. I'm going to be honest with you. Wow. If true words haven't been spoken about Rachel, they, they never have. I, I perfectly said, perfectly articulated by Avon, that's what she wants. She wants someone to tell her the things to make her happy. Promise you, if he would have said, you know what, you're right. I did tell you that in Fantasy Suites and you are not forcing me at all. I've just come to realize that there's nothing more I want in life than be engaged with you right here, right now. She would have been like, really? Okay, I picked Tino. I, I mean, what in the hell? Like, it's so true. He, he, just like Zach said the thing about the authentic Rachel, it was like he said it perfectly. It was almost like he's seen that side of her that she only wants to hear the things that she wants to hear. And that's the only thing that's going to make him happy. She would be a very, very, very difficult person to be, to be married to, I'm afraid of, or even just to date. I really think that, um, so when he said that, she goes, why are you yelling at me? Oh my God, stop, Rachel. Because, because I'm yelling at you too. Because, because you're being ridiculous. That's why he's yelling. And he wasn't yelling at you. He was not yelling at you. Don't be a victim. Oh my gosh. I really, whew, it was hard to watch this. And um, she was like, have you changed your mind? And he would like put his hands in his hands. He's like, I've not changed my mind. I just want to make sure an engagement is right for both of us. That's what he said exactly. I, oh my gosh, this is the banging my head against the wall thing. I, I don't blame him. Um, so then they walk out and he's like, I don't want to end this on a bad note. And she's like, it's not a bad note. <laughs> it's not a good note. It's really not that good of a note, Rachel. Um, I, it just... It's just, it, it's crazy to me how she's viewing this whole thing as just like this, like it is a TV show contest and that she's not winning the contest if she doesn't get an engagement. It makes me freaking crazy. Like it's not a contest. It's actually could be a real life, but I feel like you don't care about that. 
Um, and, and, and we all know, I just feel so strongly that she's wants Tino anyway. Um, I don't know. So, all right, we jump to segment six. Jesse um, says, um, he, he's like, like we're live again. He's like, we're all so shocked. And I don't think anyone expected Avon not to want an engagement. Um, don't speak for me. And don't speak for the rest of us because I'm fairly certain that 90% of the people that watch this were team Avon. I'm pretty sure uh, if I was checking Twitter correctly, because he, I don't think he said this now. He says later that Twitter was blowing up. He's like, some are team Rachel, some are team Avon, and some are team some are team Gabby, but some are team Grandpa Johnny. <laughs> That's mostly who I'm team. Uh, after this show, I, I, God, God love Grandpa, not Johnny. It's not, that's not right, is it? Whatever Grandpa's name is, Gabby's Grandpa. All right. So again, here we've got Jesse trying to push the narrative that it's poor Rachel and that Avon is the one that did something wrong here. That it's completely what he is implying by saying this. Jesse asked Rachel, Rachel why she decided to still move forward with Avon. Um, because he did nothing wrong. And because what he said is 1000% logical, that's why I would move on with him. So now it's Gabby's day with her family and she tells them that Eric is the only one left and that that's the only one that they'll meet. And that's, this is when Tim said that there was by this time only in this, in this part of the segment already, he's like instantly specific words was instantly there's a black and white difference between Gab and B Gabby being genuine and Rachel being genuine. So, but they also too are using these falling in love phrases like, like, did he, are you falling in love? Did you fall in love? Like they're, they're like specifying that particular phrase. Um, so Gabby and grandma, grandpa go talk. And it was like, so super cute. I just, I, the last time I saw him, I was like, okay, he was a little over the top, but he was back to like cute little subtle grandpa, like eyes, like tearing up, like so cute. Um, then Eric tells the family that, um, he's obsessed with her and he's, no, he tells dad and stepmom that he's obsessed with her and he's fallen for her. And dad then is talking to her. He asks why this is so different. And she thinks she says, Gabby says she thinks she's been waiting for this kind of love for a long time and she's so afraid of losing it. And then Gabby had a really good talk with her aunt. And I thought it was like a, a very like true, uh, an emotional talk. And I also felt like it was a little bit more, um, natural because even the camera angle was like from behind a door. It wasn't like they set them in this particular like couch setting where it was all set up. It was a little bit more like of a casual, um, like, like, uh, informal setting. And Cabby was talking about her fears because of the way her she was treated by her mom and the aunt like really apologized and not apologized but said I'm so sorry you had to go through that and Gabby's like it's okay and she's like no it's really not okay and like it's I'm just so sorry you had to go through that and she tried to explain that like she feels like if Eric Eric is going to find her unlovable because even her mom couldn't love her and like, that's her like paranoia, even if it's not logical. And the aunt is like, you know, if you really feel as strongly about Eric, you need to share all this with him. Cause you guys have to communicate. Like it was like a really normal conversation about something like this. I loved it. I love this conversation. This was so authentic. Okay. So then we go to the next segment and Rachel is now with Tino. So that was the end of that 
part. So Rachel's with Tino. Um, she goes back to being so disappointed in Avon. Shut up. Um, you're choosing Tino anyway. Just stop. Uh, so then she tells the that Tino's family doesn't like her. She like says that to her family. Like she goes back in her family. She's like, and Tino's family doesn't like me. Like, okay, are you freaking thirteen? What? It this sounds when she says this. Family's Tino's family doesn't like me. It sounds so spoiled. And the way her friend, her girlfriend, and her mom, what they said to her next, showed me that possibly this is Rachel. Because they both asked questions that I thought were interesting. And she's, the friend said, is it that they don't like you or that they don't like the process? Which is exactly what I said when that whole conversation happened. Because, yeah, I know they were hard on her. I know the parents were hard on her. And whatever, she took it great. But, like, in hindsight, I feel like, did she really take it great? Because that's all she talks about. Like she's totally... Tino's the one, but she's like, they don't like me. They don't, parents don't like me. Even though Tino's assured her a thousand times, she's still like, but my family, they don't like me. And um, so the this friend asked that, which that's what I think it was from the beginning, that, that she happens to be the person in that situation. But if that would have been Gabby sitting there, they would have said the exact same thing to Gabby. If it would have been anyone else sitting there, they would have said the, those same things to whatever lead was sitting there. It's because they question the process, not because they didn't like her as a person. It's ridiculous. Um, and then mom says, is it just your impression that they don't like you? So it feels like they know her and they know that she needs validation every second of the day. And if she doesn't get validation from somebody that she's like, they don't like me. They don't like me. <sighs> okay, so then he comes in and Rachel's like, is like, do you want to tell them our story? And like, it was so icky. I couldn't, I didn't like this. She just felt so cringy. Um, and then she mentioned, she goes, um, like, tell him about that dinner. Like the, like the dinner where, where you said you loved me. And he was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I'm in love with her. <laughs> so awkward, stupid thing. She literally sang it out loud to him. Like, tell them about the dinner where you said you love me. And he's like, yeah, I'm in love with her. Yeah. And he looks around at everyone like, yeah, I'm in love. <laughs> wow, wow. Wow. It was so awkward. Um, so then mom's talking to him and she says, I know that it like means a lot to her to have like your family like her. And it was, I felt like the producers were like, okay, mom, you need to address this with him. And dad, you need to address him this with him. And so they like, they forced that narrative. But again, though, we're just hearing clips like mom and him may have had a conversation that was 20 minutes long and we get like a 35 second clip and that's what we hear. Um, and then mom ITMs that families like each other. That's what she says. She's like, you know, families like each other. Uh, what? What are you trying to, what does that mean? I don't, what are you trying to say? And actually they don't always like each other. <laughs> they don't always like each other. Um, I, that was very weird. Um, so then dad asks um, her about his job and has like concerns that, you know, like, like if he's a contractor and he's on big projects and he might be gone for a long time or like far away and, and but then she's like, I know, but like, but I kind of like that, you know, like, and I mean, like with my job, I could do this and like, we're both adventurous. And he's like, oh, well, if you're both adventurous, like, I know you like adventure too. So yeah, you guys might work. <laughs> okay. 
okay, totally makes sense. And yeah, completely segues one into the other. What? What? I, the, okay. Um, so then dad asked Tino about his hometown and like what went wrong. And he's like, I know for sure, for sure. Like if my family like went to the beach with her or something real casual like that, I know for sure they would fall in love with her. And then he asks, then dad asked Tino about his job. And then he also brought up about how they're both adventurous and like that, that's it. The fact, I guess the fact that they're both adventurous, like sold the parent or at least dad. And then all of a sudden it was like, it was peachy keen with their whole family. And, um, she walks out with Tino, tells him goodbye, but she still is pouting about Avon and has to deal with Avon. She says, okay, whatever. So cut to segment eight and, um, she's still stuck on the Avon, them not being on the same page. And I, it's just her final date with him. It's supposed to be like their final date, which I don't really know what that means because neither Eric, well, I guess they just never got to finish it. So, um, she just goes, knocks on his door and she's talking with him and she says that he says he feels so bad that he made her cry and be upset and he, but he reiterates, again, I hate going through this all again because it just all makes so much sense. And I don't know why he had to, he had to repeat himself over and over. I just felt so sorry for him here. Like, so sorry. He says the next step is so important, but, but realizing, but he's realizing that he wants more time with her to continue outside of all this and that he wants them to be fully in love with each other. Makes sense, Avon makes sense. Sounds like a normal relationship step to me. Wait, are you falling in love or are you, are you in love? Oh, wait, wait, I'm getting them all confused. Jesus. So, um, he, he's like, does this make sense? And she was like, yeah, but I'm just like really struggling. Like, like, like just really struggling. Basically it comes down to, I feel like a little bit that she's also embarrassed. Well, Besides the fact that she just feels like she has to get an engagement, I guess, to win the game. But I think she's also embarrassed that he said this stuff to her family and that she was so sure that he wanted an engagement because of whatever they talked about in the fantasy suites that it made her look stupid. I think she felt like it made her look stupid because they weren't on the same page. So I feel like her pride was a little bit hurt too because because she was saying one thing to her family and friends and they told he told them another, which I guess how, I guess I can see where that would, if you were thinking that, that that would be a little bit like, really? He's like, why did he say that? But instead of getting like embarrassed or like your pride hurt, this is literally your life. So maybe that should just be like a red flag in your head that, well, I need to talk to him, but like wonder why. So like, okay, there's a tiny fraction of me that would get how that all actually happened you know, where they talked about that in the fantasy suite, where it would come as a shock. But not only was it his family, but mind you, it was all of America watching too. But she has to remember that no one saw what they talked about in the fantasy suite. So like, don't be embarrassed. This is supposed to be like, oh my God, we all get it, Rachel. Don't act like an idiot. Oh my. So then, um, he, so he says all that. Uh, and then, um, she talks about being so blindsided and, um, and and I again I feel like here this is her out with him. This is her well, it obviously is because she tells him to leave. But she gives us like they show the scene where she's actually has I feel like this will be Game of Roses 
face play of the game, she actually gives a pouty lip. Like her lip, you know, like when you force a pouty lip on your like, look at someone and go, mm, like, oh, like puppy dog eyes and pouty lip. Like literally her bottom lip was poked out and she looked at him. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. It was pathetic. It was, I, I was, I had to rewind it to watch it again. It was definitely nauseating. So, but he assures her, he says that he wants to leave here with her and he's fighting for it. Literally, he's fighting for it. He's like punching himself in the head. <laughs> he's fighting for it. And he says he was caught up with it. Okay, like he says all these things. He's saying all these things and it's like she's not hearing him. But then he says this. He says he was caught up with it. Well, Because I guess she asks him, then why did you say that at Fantasy Suites? And she, he was like, I don't I guess I was caught up with it at Fantasy Suites, but but my feelings haven't changed. And she, all she hears is that phrase, I was caught up with it. That's all she hears. And she was like, do you think that's what I want to hear? Is that you're just caught up in all of this? And he's like, that, that's when he was like, that's not what I'm saying. That's not, how is that the only thing you just heard me say? Like, how? And um, she's like, she wants to be engaged and she wants someone who is sure about her. And he rubs his eyes like, oh my God, oh my God. He said, I am sure about you. And he says it again, like, I am sure. Like, I literally want to leave with you. I want to go, but then I want to be sure. Like, he doesn't want to end up like every other freaking bachelor couple. And that's why they end up like that, because they just get engaged. Why is this so difficult, bachelor? The producers, the show, why is this so difficult for you to deviate beyond what you think is the norm and you think what the audience wants. It's not what we want. Please, it's not what we want. Um, but, every, but basically then she says it's over and he says, I'm sitting here telling you I'm never going to get over this, which he will. She is so dramatic. She says that she's sorry. Um, it feels like her heart's breaking. She's crying, crying, crying. He says, I just want you to be happy. And he asks for a hug. They hug. They she, He walks her to the door. They hug again. And she like like smiles at him kind of in waves. And I was like, what? What is that ending? Oh my God. So then they show him leaving. Um, they come back. Jesse says, I'm sorry. I don't even know what to say. And, and I, and, and she says, I'm still trying to process what happened. There are no words. <laughs> it's because, because you don't have words because you really don't care. It was how you got out of the situation with Avon, with, with you thinking that you were going to look like a poor victim and poor Rachel. That's why. As he bangs his head against the wall. All right, so then we cut to the next segment, and it's um, Avon comes out to the live audience. And again, I, I read a Twitter that said, Avon, please stop apologizing. He apologized 8,500 times. Um he was like, I'm extremely sorry with how things ended and that she would blindsided and it wasn't fair. That's, yes, it was. It was, there's no fair or unfair. There's no fair or unfair. He, and he explained that in the fantasy suite that, you know, even like he said that, but that after the fantasy suite, he had time to really think because yes, he has all this time in a hotel by himself with a producer, but he had time to like think about it more and realized, oh my God, I've only had 16 hours with this woman. I don't know that I want to get engaged to her because I want my engagement to be for real. Wow, can't blame me there, Avon. Um, but then she like totally kind of backtracks and she says, um, you, knew what, you knew what was right for you and that's okay. Really? 
that's okay. Now it's okay. Now it's okay. Why wasn't it okay that, why did you make him feel like total crap back then? Um, he says he didn't fully understand what she needed or wanted. He's not sure if they could have worked it out or not. Jesse asks like what changed. And that's when he said about having time to think. And this is guaranteed promise you. This is what happened. I just know this is what happened. So they had this conversation in the fantasy suite. He had time to think about it afterwards and obviously his producer's with him. So I'm, he verbalizes this with his producer, like, God, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I'm ready for engagement. I know that I really want to be with her and I'd love to date her, but like, I don't know, maybe I need to tell her this because he also in this conversation said, I I'm like, I'm sorry that I told your family first. I wished I would have got a chance to talk to you about it first before I told your family, but I decided that I just, I for sure wanted to be honest with your family. So they knew where I stood and, and I'm just sorry that they heard it before you did. I wish I would again, got a chance to, t- to tell you. 1,000% the produ- his producer knew how he felt and that he was changing his mind about actually getting engaged but still wanting to be with her, not wanting to leave her whatsoever but just not getting engaged and said, I feel like I need to tell her. Can I go tell her? You know that the producers can do absolutely anything they want to do. You know that there was plenty of opportunity for them to do a knock-knock. They do knock-knocks all the time where randomly, supposedly, people show up at their door and they're like, oh, what are you doing here? hundred thousand percent they could have done that he could have knocked knocked and said Rachel I know we had this conversation in the fantasy suite but but the producer was like no you know I don't think like just wait until the hometown that that'll be an okay time but like don't lie to her family because then that'll really get you in trouble so don't lie to them be honest with them and then it'll be fine just tell her after and just be honest with her and she'll understand one thousand percent that's how it went down I know it I just know it um Anyway, they wish each other like nothing but the best. And she says, it's good to see him. They both honestly seem fine now. Um, This was all the producers doing, 100%. All right, so then we cut to segment 10. Jesse tries to tell us, this is when he tries to tell us they get special permission from ABC to continue the show. (laughs) Okay, so then they have Gabby's final date with Eric. And I have really high hopes for this, but I knew something had to go wrong because she, again, outfit was super cute, super, super cute. But in this outfit, we have seen her crying and saying she can't do this anymore. So I knew something was going to go wrong. So it was no shocker. They basically spoiled it themselves. Um, But it starts off good. She goes and knocks on his door as well. And um, we get her ITMing that if she doesn't get an engagement, she will think, like, wonder what's wrong with her. So right away we know that's probably going to happen. And right away, all of us that are Gabby fans are like, no, Gabby, don't do the Rachel thing. Please don't expect an engagement. It's okay if you don't, please let this not play out for Gabby too. Yes, it does. Um, They start off talking like how much they love each other, blah, 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 blah. But then she's like talking about the engagement specifically. And they go out on the balcony to talk where they have a little bit more intimate talk, but obviously they're still mic'd up. We still hear them. It's all whatever. And she says she doesn't want to put pressure on him. And he says that being engaged before getting to know each other in the real world is not how things go. And um, I, oh, like, I'm like, not again. So then, like, it all happened pretty fast. So obviously, they cut some things out. 
that we didn't hear for sure because, or at least I didn't catch it because we hear Gabby telling her producer, like she's like, so she walks off the balcony, walks through like the little kitchen and living room where they break the fourth wall and we see all kinds of like cameramen, producers, other people standing in the, in the rooms. And she's like walking off pissed and he's kind of following her. And she says, I don't want to do this anymore. And she walks off and mind you, she's just been talking about like, I don't want to put pressure on him. So then you hear Gabby like yelling, like it, she's definitely raised voice at a producer. And she's like, did you hear what he said? He said he wants to date me. He doesn't want to get engaged. He wants to date me. And, um, she's like, I'm sick of trying to make people force people into stuff. Again, she's saying it directly to a producer. I feel like this is completely Gabby venting to the producer. Like, I'm sick of you guys telling me I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to do this. I'm sick of pressuring people. Then she also says, um, like walks off pissed off and says, what am I supposed to do? And she walks away. Oh no. She says, what am I supposed to do? Walk away because he's not ready to propose? Literally, why? Why does anyone overlook this statement? That's what I'm, again, going to repeat that, worth repeating. She screams, and she wasn't talking to Eric. She was talking to a producer. What am I supposed to do? Walk away because he's not ready to propose? Like, it's like flashing neon lights that the producers are like, you know, you need a proposal, Gabby. This is what this show is about. You need a proposal. We really need a proposal. That's how this show works. At the end of it, you need an engagement. They're drilling this into her, into both of them for that matter. But they're drilling this into them and making them think that they're not successes if they don't have an engagement. And I feel like this statement 1000% says that she would what am I supposed to do? Walk away because he's not ready to propose? Like she's saying it like, that's ridiculous. Why would I walk away just because he's not ready to propose? That's what that says to me. So this speaks so, so blatantly as to what's so messed up with this show. And I like won't go into that deeply again. I'm running up here in an hour. I don't want to go a lot over that. But so that's basically the end of the show. That's the end of the show. We get, um, we get, oh, okay. So sorry, it does cut to another segment and Jesse comes back again and is like, this has been, the, this is the big, this has been the most dramatic and emotional bachelorette so far. And it's not over yet, folks. And I was thinking, it really hasn't, Jesse. This has not been the most emotional and dramatic ever. This is basically like ever, every other season. And it's actually worse because you could have made this show into one night and you just extended it over two separate nights, making me not be able to do my podcast on the last day because I'm going to be in Germany. Wow, the first world problems that I'm experiencing right now are just beyond, beyond. It is. That's terrible. Um, so then we get a sneak peek, we get a sneak peek of the previews and literally it's like the Jason music from Friday the 13th. You know what I'm talking about? That like any of you that knows Friday the 13th, it was that like piano, you know what it is? It was that piano music playing. It was literally horror music playing. Um, 
So we see the previews and it's all dramatic and it looks, first of all, like Tino and Rachel, like they're pissed at each other because he lied, he's lied to her now apparently about something, who freaking knows, and it's not solved with Eric, And but yet they both have a conversation together where they're saying, well, I can't believe we're this close in engagement, the guys of our dreams. So you feel like at this point, Gabby must, okay, I'm about running up on an hour, I don't have that much yet to talk about, but I can't, I don't want to super rush the end of this. Um, it quits after an hour of where I am now recording this on my phone. I, you don't care about that. Anyway, I'll be right back. Okay. So, um, to continue just to end up here, um, I'm, I guess we'll get a three hour finale, um, next week. And I'm assuming like they, they make both Rachel and Gabby look like they go to the quote unquote altar to, to possibly get engaged or not. Um, I don't even, I think Tino will propose. I think uh, this is, I, maybe this is what I hope. So therefore I'm going to predict it. I think Tino will propose. I think Eric will not propose, but that Gabby will be okay with just going into it as a dating world and she's she'll say f you to the producers and i'll end this the way i want to end this god willing (laughs) um so again i I will repeat this i'm not um i will not there will not be a podcast out next wednesday because we're traveling over to overseas and um i will try to watch it somehow if possible to watch it on the plane i'm going to do that um but if i can't i'll whatever i'll figure it out i'll get it watched and then uh, when I get back, I will do a podcast with Julie to both recap the finale and sort of recap the season in general, get her thoughts about everything. And um, then I will just watch Bachelor in Paradise premiere and record that episode a bit late. Um, cannot wait for that season to start. I wish I had an extra week in between to start to take a break. But um, I, I'm after this debacle of a season. I can't wait for something a little bit more entertaining and, um, I don't know, just more fun to watch. So again, thank you as always for listening. Um, as always, I also, uh, beg for your five-star reviews. I beg for your five-star ratings. I beg for your just short, little cute reviews. Um, subscribe, follow all the good things that help me out. And, um, as always, I'm ending with a Bible verse, Psalm 29, verse 11, which is the Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. Thank you everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. If you have any comments or questions or like constructive criticism, anything at all, please reach out to me on my Reality of the Rose Instagram page. I would love to hear from you. And until then, um, have a great week. Have great weeks till I talk to you next time. Bye.